Love Talk Radio. Nobody greater, nobody great. No 
Nobody greater than you. Now lift those ten singers and let's just give them the glory. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater than you. I dare you lift your hands and say that with us tonight. Come on. Nobody greater. November the 21st, 2022. Look at God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. He has yet brought us to another season of being thankful unto him. We are thankful and in agreement with the whole world that celebrate thanksgiving unto God. Not what the pilgrims did and all of that stuff, but we are thankful unto God for all he has done for us throughout 2022, up until this present time. He's yet keeping us. He's yet taking care of us. We all may not be where we want to be. We may not be under the health sound that we want to be healthy of, but God has yet brought us. And as long as we are here, there is an opportunity, there is a chance for us to grow closer to him. We can ask for what we want. The scripture says we have not because we ask not. And we don't want to ask amiss. We don't want to ask for anything that's not according to his will. Yeah. He said above all, he wished that we would be in good health, in other words, and prosper even as our soul prospers. As we grow in him, as we draw closer to him, as we obey him more, as we work unto him more. He wants us to have more. He wants us to be better than we are today. Hallelujah. God is faithful unto us, but we must take self-inventory and see if we are faithful unto him. I was even doing that very thing this morning, taking self-inventory and looking at Jesus. Am I really doing what you did, what you done? 
Am I really forgiving people? Am I really loving my enemies? Am I really a blessing unto others? Am I giving where I see a need and I can give? Am I keeping my mind on you? Am I praying without ceasing? What am I really doing? What kind of believer, what kind of Christian am I? What kind of daughter of God am I? Yeah, that come up this morning. So I started looking at some things in my life. I even started looking at my behaviors. And the Lord was showing me, you gossiping. You, you, you call yourself venting and talking about what's aggravating you, but you gossiping. I had to repent. I, I had a, a, a situation and have a situation, and I'm asking him, Lord, what should I do? Because, see, the old man want to come up, and that old man want to throw people to the dogs. Get it how you live. Yeah, that old man is something serious. But the scriptures say, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You don't want the old man to come up. So we battle to keep him in his place many times. And what I mean by battling to keep him in his place, something happens. And the old man trying to dictate to you what to do. He trying to tell you what to do. Well, you heard what they said about you, Barbara. You know they don't love you. Barbara, they jealous of you and this, that, and the other. And you still going to do this and that? Jealousy, that's an ugly spirit. It'll kill you. He said love. But he is love. He said I'm a new creature in him. He said, I should strive for perfection. Yeah, he didn't say let the old man come up and take over. <laughs> Woo, for walk in him and walk in the spirit that I don't fulfill the lust of my flesh. Because, see, that's a lust in my flesh to tell somebody about themselves. Yeah, to talk trash to them. Because that's what it is. It's just some garbage, some rubbish. But the old man wants you to tell, you know, want me to tell him, look here, I, I don't need this right here. I, I'm good without that right there. Miss me with all of that. And be ready to fight. That's that old man want to come up and take over. All that God done did in me and for me. The scripture comes to mind, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. See, that'll separate me from God. That old man will keep us separated. Yes, he will. And many times we got to go back to the altar and do our first works over at the altar. Go back and repent. Ask God to forgive you. First, if you did anything against anybody and you know you did it, you go to them and ask for forgiveness. Then you go to God and get it straight with him. And everything after that will be all right. Stay in his word. Keep him on your mind. Keep your prayer closet open here. And it will be all right in Jesus' name. And today we're talking about the great change. The great change. Brother Louis, if you hear me, I can't get the chat room to open this morning. Error, uh, server error. 
in application, it says, Brother Lewis. So I don't know what is going on. I defragged and did some other stuff. It still won't open. I yet have to move on. But I tell you today, God is faithful to us again this morning. If we could just learn to be faithful unto him. Practice being faithful. Seek him to be faithful. Pray to be faithful unto almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. He's got the power to change us from the inside. He's got the power to go back in and redo our heart. You know, some people have to go for a second surgery. Some people have to go for a third or fourth or fifth surgery and more sometimes. So that's what I believe I do when I go and repent to him. I'm going back for another surgery. And until the day I leave here, I need these surgeries performed. I just want to be reminded that a surgery needs to be done and keep the appointment, go to the altar and let God work it in me. Let him cut out of me what shouldn't be and put back in me what should be. Give me a clean heart, oh God, and renew the right spirit within me. Yeah, that's why I want to stay right there. Because if I stay right there, I can remain humble. Because if not, I get the big head, as they call it. And because I'm not cussing, because I'm not committing fornication, you know, I'm not lusting after money, uh, uh, you know, it'll make you feel some type of way. He answered a few of your prayer. Oh, you got the big head. You thinking you done arrived. You God's favorite. You're the only one that mattered to him. I'm, I'm telling you now. So if we repent, stay at his feet. Don't even look at his ankle. Just stay right at his feet. It'll keep us humble. And we'll be able to do what we should do. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have one this morning. I'm going to play this one. Uh, song first song request. We're coming back with our morning prayer, and uh, after morning prayer, we're going to read some scriptures, and we're going to talk about the great change today. And men, I want you to put your seatbelt on, but and I don't want you to feel that I'm being arrogant, that I think that I'm better than something or somebody. Or that I'm all of that. I don't want you to feel like that this morning. I want you to receive the truth. Because it's the truth of God that will set us free. And if you got Jesus, this is what it says. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So I hope you don't feel like I'm arrogant, I'm prideful, or I feel better or more than men. Yeah. I come subject to the higher power. Of the man, not not the boy now, because we got some some boys with age to them, but they boys. I can't come subject to a boy, but I can come subject to a grown man, especially a God man that's living this word, got his prayer closet wide open, and God has changed his heart, gave him a change of heart and mind. He's a new creature, and he's walking in the newness of this life, this new life that God has given unto him. Only boys will become fearful. Only boys will get angry. And only boys will think that I'm something. I think that I'm something. Really, I am. I'm the daughter of Almighty God who have all power. Yeah, I'm living in him the very best that I can. And I'm going daily in grace. 
to do even more unto him and to live a cleaner life and a life that's pleasing and acceptable unto him. So again, this morning, please don't feel that I'm arrogant, prideful, better or better than. Please don't think I feel that way. I got too much to come up in. I got too much to stay on the altar for. I got to put on the whole armor of God that I got to stand against the wiles of the devil and the wiles of that old man. Yeah, I'm a new, improved barber. That was an old barber that wasn't no good. And I'm doing what I got to do to keep that old barber buried. Because that old barber always, at, at the least little thing, she want to resurrect. So please don't feel like I'm talking down to you or on you, but I'm talking to grown men. And I'm talking to men this morning who want to live a better life unto God. Women, this go for you too. This go for all of us. But I want to talk to men because of what I'm seeing. And I know they need some help. And God can help you this morning. I can't, but God can. He can use me to bless men that want to be helped that want to come up, that want to be men and stand up. They don't want to put women down because of them and their foolishness and where they fall in shock. They want to study women. Yeah, they want to ask women, well, how you get so close to God? Faith, trust, yeah. And it's all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go to the song. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with the morning prayer our morning scripture, and we're going to talk about the great change today. But one of them cried out to him, Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, remember me. Of Calvary, Saint the Lord was crucified. The mob stood round about him, and they mocked him until he died. And there were two things. Hanging down beside him Just to share The agony But one of them One of them Cried out to him Oh Lord Remember me Oh Oh Shame to feel it. I'm on that old rugged cross. But such a death was needed just to rescue all of us. That was lost. Just a step to 
Set me free. 
Thank you, Jesus. I know God will remember me. Yeah. When I'm called to go, she said, when I reach that chilly sea, hallelujah, he will remember me. He'll remember me because guess what? He was the one who blessed me to get the spots and wrinkles out of me before I, I saw him. Yeah, before I saw him, he was able to help me to get those spots and wrinkles out of me. To help me get the things of this old world out of me so I could prepare for this new world. Hallelujah. The new place where I'm going to go. Where he's given me a name that only he himself can pronounce. I'm grateful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. For all he has done. What he's doing right now. Right now. And what he's going to do. All your great and mighty things for his people. We must believe this morning. I'm telling you, if we can believe this morning, you're going to see the hand of God moving away for you. You've never saw before. Things you thought you could not stop doing, you could not get rid of. He's the one can come in and take it all away. You'll lose the desire for it. Once the desire is gone, you no longer want to do it. Hallelujah. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you for another day. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have two minds, God, but that we are one-minded people and our mind is set on you. We thank you this morning for waking us up. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Father, we may not be as healthy as we desire, but you yet gave us a portion of our health. Father, you have yet allowed us to be here, and you're here with us. For your word said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You will be with us until the end. We're leaning and depending on you, for we know no other. Lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake this morning. Because, Father, if your name is on it, hallelujah, it's better than great. We thank you this morning for all you've done. Thank you for a great weekend. You watched over us as we slumbered and slept. Father, you brought us this far to this Monday morning, and we're grateful unto you. Father, we appreciate you. We love you this morning. And again, we thank you for all you've done. We come this morning, God, before you. And we're touching and agreeing that you would bless every caller, every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast, but wherever they may come through to hear this particular show today, God, I ask that you would bless in a mighty way. Loose your uncommon blessings upon your people. Hey, thank you. Loose your uncommon miracles upon your people. Help us to see you today, God. Nothing else and nobody else but you today. Help us to come up in you. We give you our life today. We come to you, but we don't know other, and no one else can do it from the inside. We give you our whole heart this morning, and we ask that you would fix this heart and regulate our minds. Give us a clean heart this day and renew the right spirit in us as your people, as your children this morning, as believers, as the followers of Christ, your son Jesus. Help us this morning to be all about you and nothing about us. 
for there's no good thing in us but you. And we want to feed you in us, your spirit in us more, your spirit man that dwells in us. We want to feed it more. Teach us, Lord. Give us a strong desire to do this like no other. Give us a hunger and thirst for it like never before. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bring those that are sick before you this morning. Ask that you would heal. It's you that heal our manner of sickness and disease. Father, you took a beating for the healing of the nation. You was wounded for it. And by your stripes, we're healed this morning. In the name of Jesus, we believe it, oh God. Not necessarily that we got to claim it. We know it's already done because we ask you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your word said we have not because we ask not. We're not asking amiss. We're asking according to your will. Do it today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We come this morning, Father, and we bring men before you. And Lord, there are many more women that's seeking after you, that's keeping the faith, that's keeping the trust in you, that even go to church, that's doing more ministry than men. And Father, we know that something is wrong. And we come before you this morning asking you to open the blinded eyes eyes of men. Lord, let them see your goodness. And don't let them just come to you and leave. But God, let them come to you and stay. You made them first. You even made them the head. Like Christ is the head of the church. But Lord, they're falling short, short because they don't seek to learn. Many times what they learned, it, it was an accident. They just stumbled upon it. But God, I ask that they would seek you from their whole heart and with their whole heart this morning to come to you and to stay and to be leaders. Show women that they have compassion. Show women that they want to learn about women. Show women that they want to please women according to the way God said to please. And to see women as the weaker vessel. Not women want to take over. We don't want to take over, Father. You know the very intent of our hearts. We wasn't designed. We wasn't designed to do all of this leading. But God, you gotta have somebody. Lord, we prefer to stay home and do what your word said. Be a good homemaker. Train children. Even grandmothers and great grandmothers. But Lord, somebody gotta do the work and we're willing. And you're using us in your service to be a blessing unto your people. Help us today. Mm. Father, we bring those brethren that are incarcerated and sisters that are incarcerated. We bring their families before you this morning. And Father, we ask that you would have mercy. Continue to use them in your service so and lift you up so you can draw others unto you in the name of Jesus. Bless those that are in every branch of the military and the administration of the military. Move, Father, in a mighty way. Strengthen the brothers and sisters there, that they will continue to lift you up, God, so that you can draw others unto you. In the name of Jesus, bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people. 
preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people, Israel and Jerusalem, our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas, oh God, bless the day, send uncommon blessings upon your people. Lord, we ask that those overseas that can't mention your name, can't read a scripture out loud, can't say Bible out loud, God, we ask that you would move in a mighty way for them. Lucia protecting angels today to stand watch, to shield, and protect them, oh God. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Let your spirit move even upon their enemies. In the name of Jesus, continue to bless America and the leadership. Have mercy upon us this morning, oh God. Forgive us all today, oh God. Lord, you yet let your grace abound, even for the unsaved here, even for those who don't believe, who think they don't want you, but God, they need you, for without you, they can do nothing. They just don't know it, Lord. Have mercy today. And Father, we come back and ask that you would use each of us, your sons and your daughters, believers, Christians, to lift up the bloodstained banner, to be that candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid that others will come to you as we lift you up. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning, Father. Have your way here today. Move by your spirit. Not me, O God, but speak to your people in this hour. For we need you and we need to hear from you. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. And Father, I yield unto you this morning. Or in Jesus' name, we ask it all. And anything we left out, Father, we ask that you would take it up this morning and bless, in the name of Jesus, we ask, amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, God, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's none like you. Hey, you have the answer to every problem, Father. Or you have the solution to every situation. And we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. If each of us had 10,000 tongues and we began to praise you with everyone, Father, it wouldn't be enough because you're more than, more than we need. Hallelujah. More than we really want. Thank you, Jesus. So we give you glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, his majesty. Oh, we thank you for your word this morning. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. Forever, oh God, that word, hallelujah, is settled in heaven. And Lord, as we hear this morning, sanctify us through that truth, for that word is truth. You sent your word and it heals. Send your word this morning and let it heal in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Again, we ask it all in Jesus' name. I amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I keep going back, Brother Louis, to see if the chat is open, but it's not. So, look, we want to talk about this morning the great change. The great change. And the reason it's such a great change is because God did it in us, in man. We was a, we were in bad shape. We really didn't know him. We obeyed 
our daddy the devil, we obeyed our flesh. Many times we knew right from wrong, but we it was like we didn't have a choice. We chose wrong. It felt better. It felt easier. But the day came when you heard his word and you didn't harden your heart. So you went to the altar, wherever your altar was. Mine was in my bedroom. Wherever your altar was, you went to him and you said, I do. You ask him to come in, you repent it, ask him to come into your heart and live forever. Yeah. Ask him to forgive you for all the sins because before you really didn't know in a way you was you was in that bad shape. But you found out you were and you needed a savior and you come to him. He and why in no wise cast you out. He cleaned you up right there, made you over, gave you a brand new heart, brand new mind. Your mind changed and you wanted to do things in a different way. You no longer wanted to do things in that old way you used to do them. So now you're on what I call the good foot. You're on your way to blessings, miracles, uncommon things. You, you, you got a God now who that's nothing too hard for him to do. You, you have a Savior now that whatever you ask him to do that you can't do, and even those things you can, if you ask him, he's willing and able to do it. He can do the impossible. He keep on turning night into day in your life. He keep bringing the sunshine out in your life. It used to be all darkness. It used to be night all the time in your life. Because you couldn't change nothing. You couldn't even change yourself. Because without him, we can do nothing. But now that we have him, we get to see how good he is, how faithful he is, what he has done, what he's doing, and what he will do. So we want to grow more in him. We want to become more obedient. We want to become better people. We want to show that our hearts and minds have been changed for the better. We don't want people to say, oh, they say they're Christian, but they, that's not the way of no Christian. No, we don't want that. We want people to say, oh, it's something different about them people right there. Oh, she got something different going on. Oh, he got something different going on. Did you see what happened on the job? Did you see when uh, the supervisor, uh, Jeff, said all that stuff to him? Did you see what he did? Man, he humbled down. He's a wimp. He's scared. He's Uncle Tom. <laughs> uh, he for the company. He's none of that. She's none of that. But they have a new heart and a new mind. And they realize in a battle they have, God will fight it because vengeance is his. They realize now humble is the way. They don't have to fight their own battle. They realize Jesus must not bear that cross alone and them and the world go free. But there's a cross for everyone and they said to themselves, I know there's a cross for me. I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to do what it is that Jesus did back in the day, what he done. See, the change took place 
in the Christian, in the believer, or the saints of God, or children of God. It took place in your heart. In the inside of your heart, of your body, because of the new person God has made through his son Jesus. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, God makes a sinner over. He washes away all his sins. And when I say his, I mean in the generic term, his or her sins. And give them a new heart and mind. Those who come to God are, are no longer the same. And a great change has come about for and in their lives. The key to all of it is to believe and continue to seek God for daily instructions through his word and through his spirit he has given unto the new creature. We're new creatures. We're brand new. We've been born again. We've been made over. The day you came to that altar and said, I do, you were made over. But we got to remember this. And we got to remember what it takes to stay in this state. Because any day we choose to leave, we can I know you heard the word backslider before, but the scripture even said, is this how much he loves us? The scripture said he's even married to the backslider. And one thing, if you know anything about God, he, he, he don't believe in separation. He always wants you there. He wants you to stay. Because what he made, when he made man, this is what he did. He loved what he made. And today he favor man over any other creature in or on the earth. He favors man. He loves us. Yes, he does. And to prove it, how much he loves us, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, the one who had never committed a sin. He was the word. And we know if he was the word, the word is true. Every word of God is pure again this morning. And he's a shield unto them that put their, the word, the word, put their trust in him. The word. He sent the word and it healed them. So look, being a new creature in Christ, all things passed away and behold, all things became new. Uh, we no longer want to do what that old man used to do. I no longer want to drink the crown raw. Yeah, I no longer want no rum and, and uh, lemonade. I don't want no rum and Coke. None of that is for me today. Yeah, I, I have a natural high. If I praise him right, if I worship him right, I'll get drunk in his spirit, not off the natural things of strong drink. Yeah. So look, I went over this morning and I took a look back at Genesis chapter 2 and I just needed to drop down to verse 6 but I, I'm going to read that whole uh, little chapter right there. It's not very long. Because I realized this God made man and he made him in his image and it's a generic term, man and woman. But he first made man, M-A-N, 
all in his likeness and everything, and he had big hopes and big plans for man. But now nothing slipped up on God. Let's not get it twisted as the world say. Look, nothing slipped up on God. He already knew what would take place because he know man. But he loved it. He loved man. And like we as parents, your children do wrong and you got to punish them. And you try to punish them in a way where they would remember and never make the same mistake before. So he sent us Adam to some things and he sent us Eve to some things because he made a man and woman. And the woman was the one that up and took it to Adam. And Adam, you know, took part in it. No no excuse for Adam. And he tried to put all the blame on the woman because he said, this woman you gave me, you know, she was the one who did all of this and brought it to me. She listened to the devil and then brought what the devil gave her to me. And I, you know, took a part in it. In other words, if she wouldn't have brought it to me, Lord, I never would have did it. You know, the devil is a fool and a liar. And will make a fool and a liar out of us if we allow him to. So we must not allow the devil to tell us things that we're going to believe and, and, and step off in it. Obey what he said. No, no, no. So looking at Genesis chapter 2, and me and we, we, we're going to get together on it. Verse 1 says, thus the heavens and earth were finished, and all the host of them. God had separated the water, made the, the heavens, and made the earth, and the plants, and the water. He had done all the birds. He did all this. Verse 2 says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Set it aside, because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. And verse 4, it says, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. It don't say nothing about no universe now. Verse 5 says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. You see, he had great intentions for man. Look here. Take care of God. Do this, do that. Things was going to be beautiful. But just like today, we disobedient. Just like today, he God have a plan, but we have our own plan. And our plan is no good. Jerry and I have some running laughter that says, you ain't buy nothing. And that's the way the man want to be, about nothing. Because he don't want to stay with the plan of God that will bless him. When he finds himself in error, he really don't want to go to God and get it straight. He'd rather blame somebody else. Man preferred to blame something else or someone else. Women, too. I would have married him, but he never asked me. Well, goodbye. 
good about you're not good enough to marry, but you're good enough to play house with. No, we're not going to do it like that. If you're choosing everybody else but me, I, I, I shouldn't be in the equation. I shouldn't be in the picture. Verse 6 says, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, it don't say here he made Eve first, he made the man first. It didn't, it didn't say he made the woman first, he made the man first. And he made him from the dust of the ground. God was the one that gave man life and brought him forth. He's living now. He can move. He got hands and fingers, and all, he can do all of this move stuff, pick up stuff, puts. He can do all of this now. God didn't make him no stature. He loved man. He made him the best that he could make. But it's man who make the choice to live as evil as he can and to do as much evil as he can with no thought for God. Verse 8 says, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he formed. Remember, he formed him of the dust. Verse 9 says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Look, God loved beautiful things. He loved beautiful things. Uh, he loved beautiful singing. He, he loved beautiful music. We were made in his image, in the likeness of him, remember? And the things we love for entertainment, God loved it, but what is it that we love him? Are we careful with the entertainment, or do we just take on anything because it's entertainment and we draw, we enjoy it? You see how carefully he made man. He didn't make two at one time, three at. He made one man at a time. That showed me God pays more than attention to the details that he made, and we should pay attention to the details of what we hear, what we look at, what we participate in. And what we follow. Yeah. So in verse 10 it says, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. When it says from thence, from there, it was parted and became into four heads. 11 said the name of the first is Python. That is it which compasses the whole land of Havala, where there is gold. Look what God did. Look, can man make gold? No. Can man store gold in the heart of the earth that you can dig gold? No. But God can. Look, Dr. Noah was saying a song, and she said, can you tell me who made the wind? You ever heard that? Who makes the earth spin? Who can pull the sun down? Who made man from the ground? Oh, yeah. I know who can. God can. Yeah. Look, man can't do it. 
And without God, man can do nothing. And that's the generic term this morning, man or woman. So we, we need to come to God. We need to help one another stop making excuses, men. I heard a man talk about it yesterday. He said that men, a lot of men, with they got these prestigious six-figure jobs. They drive the Beamers, the BMW. They drive the Bentleys, you know, the the, the Benz. They 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 just got it going on. They eat at the best restaurants. They're living in nice, nice houses. And he want to complain about the women that he attracts or that he is attracted to, really. He wants a good woman, he says. He wants an honest woman. He wants a woman that would take care of his home and take care of him, and one day they have children, and she take good care of the children. She trained the children well. She worked with the school to make sure the child get the best education. He want all of these great things, but guess what? These are not the kind of women he's choosing. Because what he does is he presents what he got before the woman, these kind of women, so he can draw them. And then once he draws them, he complains about what he draws. Well, look, you drew the gold digger. You drew the woman that's about materialistic things. You drew the you drew the woman who wants to be high up on the uh, the pedestal. You drew the woman that they call high maintenance. You didn't draw a woman who her mind is on one day you gonna marry me, uh, you know one day. I'm going to present children to you. You didn't choose this kind of woman. I keep a well-maintained house. I keep an organized house. Everything is clean. I'm a part of what you're part of. And if I get too busy because I'm a part of the uh, uh, association that you're part of or the club, that then we bring in someone to help me to keep the house up. But I do my fair share and helping this person that we brought in to help me clean it. I don't just sit around and let her do everything. This is my house. And I help her. And we women, so she and I, we talk about things, and preferably she's an older lady. So she can teach a younger woman some good things. But he talked about that yesterday. Look, we're we going to get back to verse 12. Listen. And men, again this morning, I hope you don't think uh, that I'm prideful, arrogant, or better, or more than you are. I just hope you don't feel like that about me. I love men, all men. I'm a woman, and I'm single. So I can love men. I can talk to any man. Yeah. I know times has changed. I know this. And people have changed with the times. Again, I know this. But nor God's word or him has changed. God has not changed, neither have his word. Again, I know the times have changed. People have changed. But the Christian, the believer, the children of God, they have not changed like this. There are some changes. 
but not like this. We're growing daily in grace. This is our change. We're taking self-inventory. This is our change. We're finding more places to spread the good news of Jesus. This is our change. We're holding up the bloodstained banner higher. These are our changes because we're not following the world. Those men that say that, well, little boys, because men don't do it. Boys that say, I got Jesus now, I'm this and I'm that. Some of them preachers, some of them pastors, all this kind of thing. But you're a little boy and you're thinking. Because no matter what took place, see, they want to blame it on the government. He brought welfare and food stamps for women. He gave grants and cars and phones and all this stuff to women. So they're making excuses. But there's no excuse to the believing man. He's not talking like this. These boys are talking like this because they want to make excuses. Listen, if you got God, all you do is pray. But see, a lot of times it appears God is taking too long and they're afraid the woman going to get weary and leave. Now, if you're praying, she's not going nowhere. Listen what the scripture said. Now, Barbara didn't say this. Barbara wasn't there when they inspired man to write it. But Barbara knew it to be the truth and she believed it. He said in his word, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Now, that's what he said. Wife meaning a woman. The man that finds a wife finds a good thing, and he obtained favor with Almighty God. Now, how is he obtaining this favor, Barbara? Is that he loves his wife like he loves himself. But boys many times don't love themselves. See, because a man, a, a, a man of age, he, a boy of age, I'm going to put it that way. He's a boy. He got a man age, but he got the mentality of a boy. He walking around strutting. Because he feels like he's the head, but he don't have no knowledge. He don't have real wisdom. He don't have real understanding. And he's never going to take the time to learn. Never. He's not going to study the woman, his wife. I ain't talking about other women. His wife. Single boys, they're not going to take the time to study women, period. Just women. To see how this one operates how that one operates. They go in there with they thing. Narcissist. Jealousy. You got to listen to me. Why would I listen to you and you haven't accomplished nothing? You haven't even accomplished becoming a full-fledged man yet. But you want me to follow you. Where are we going? To the streets to be homeless? Where are we going to jail because we're going to have to do something illegal to live, to eat, and to sleep? You up tricking people. You're tricking women. That real man, the real man that's in God and God is in him, he's not concerned about it. If he's renting a house for his family, even if he's renting a car for his family, he's not concerned about it. Why? The earth is the Lord's, the food is thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. And his word said this. <laughs> I won't withhold no good thing from you. 
When your ways please me, when your ways please God, there's nothing he won't do for you. So that man know, the real man, now not the boy with the man age, but the real man that's a man with the man age. He know to go to God. Lord, you gave me a family. I asked for it, you gave it to me. Oh, Lord, I didn't ask for it, but you desired for me to have a family. And I got to take care of my family. Lord, I'm, fall, I'm falling short. And I want my wife to be happy. I don't want us to have money problems. We don't want to live above our means, God, but we want to be able to be a blessing unto someone else. You love a cheerful giver. My wife want to give more to the homeless people. My wife want to give more to doing things for girls or, or women. And, Lord, right now we can't meet the need because we don't have the money, whatever the case may be. Lord, my wife wanna want me to take her to Italy. I've never been out the country. And it, it's not in my budget. But I want to bless my wife. I want to give to her. And you love a cheerful giver. And you want me to make her happy. You said that I would obtain favor when I love my wife as I love myself. And I love her, God. I need you to bless me. This what grown men with a grown man age, this is what he does. He don't depend on no woman, and he does not take money from women. A sister and I was was talking the other day, and and she got one of them rough, rugged, and real husbands. And she said she went to work and everything, and he didn't particularly care for it, and he don't want to take no money from her, and if he needs something, he's asking, can he, yeah. Oh, it's just a struggle for him because he's a real man. And she said she broke it down to him, but it's still, you know, I know it's still a problem in him because he's not going he's not going to take nothing from no woman. What he's trying to do is bless her. Well, what is all of this? Please stop it. Stop to unsubscribe. H for help. Okay, thank you. Anyway, uh, yeah, he he don't want to take nothing from no woman, and this is why he's not going to use his wife in no kind of way. When she presents a blessing before him, he looking sideways at her. Wait a minute, now this is a blessing. Where did this come from? How did you come about? He's a man. And he's in charge of his house. And she did it because he had to get it right then because it was a big blessing and she didn't have time to ask him. But while he looking sideways, she set him down and she talked to him nice and soft and let him know, honey, I I took this. It was a big blessing and it was only going to be for right then. If not, it would have gone away. Yada, 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 yada. He trusts his wife and he respects his wife, so he received the blessing and he go on. But some days he looked back too, you know, because he's a man. With a man age, and God has saved this man, and he go to God for what he needs. He don't go to man all the time for what he needs. He go to God. So a lot of church men fail him. And they die early. A lot of men die early because so much strain. 
Mm-hmm. Lots of strain. But if he would just pay attention, focus, learn, not think because he was born a male or he feel like he's a man, he take the lead and he don't know where to go. He don't know where to lead to. Listen, and again, I hope men don't think I, because I don't want to sound arrogant, prideful, or better, or better than. This is the honest truth. Women are smarter than men. It's just a true fact. Look around, look around. Today, women have more, there are more women in the church. There are more women in ministry. There are more women in the school system that's trying to make a difference. There are women in communities trying to make a difference. No man nowhere in sight to do nothing. But he can sit back and talk about a woman. And these little boys born now, they're doing what they call rapping, hip-hop, whatever they're doing. And listen how they talk about women. And women want to be with these kind of fellows because something is wrong with their head. Respect is an important. Do you know respect causes people to be married 75 years, 80 years? Respect. I'm not going to do this this way because I respect my wife. I'm not going to do that that way because I respect my husband. I love him. We didn't come together so we could have more. Because we got two incomes, I can have a new car, he can have a new truck. We can have a house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. We got investments. We got the latest furniture. I can shop it. Now, we didn't come together for that. I love him. And if we got a hut and two palm trees, and I got to cook out of coconut shells, I got to make a homemade oven. I'm, I'm still loving him. If he becomes rich, I'm still loving him. Because I don't love what he possess, what he have. I love him, the person. I love how he come and he make me a part of his life. He come and he tell me what's going on on the job. He don't just do things and let the job do. He don't just come and tell me the bad things that they're doing to him on the job, but he tell me everything about it. Honey, they got a new policy. And the policy say the beginning of next year, we're going to have stock in the company. And when I added everything up, we, we're going to have this and that. He don't leave his wife out of nothing. He's not sneaking around behind her back doing nothing. They have one account, one checking and one saving. Nobody's going to overdo nothing from the other one because they're going to tell, tell the other one everything. Honey, I, I was in the store today and, and, and stuffing was on sale. And I know before Thanksgiving, it won't go back on sale, not for 39 cents a box. So I went ahead and got four boxes. I know I was only supposed to get two, but I got four. Whatever the case may be. It may be a big ticket item, as I call it. Honey, it was on sale. I couldn't help it. We had the money. I went ahead and got it. Because we really do need it. Look, she's not wasteful with money. 
She don't spend her time on the phone gossiping and talking to other women. She works. She using them hands. You call over the hey, hey girl, how you do? I'm good. Girl, look, I'm busy this morning. That's so you can go ahead and tell her what you called her for. for. She can resolve it or fix it or get it or whatever it needs to be and get on off the phone because she's busy. Smart women. The Bible talk about silly women, and in other words, stupid women, but the Bible talks about them. There are some silly and stupid men as well. And the reason women are in power, men has not changed. I'm looking at older men today. They haven't changed. They still walk around with their chest out to my being a man. The world unchanged, people unchanged, uh, 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 time unchanged, the way they're doing things unchanged. Some people can't read older men. Some of them can't work the internet, don't know how to work the computer. They were threatening them on the job because they couldn't learn the computer. And they will not go to God and ask for help. Now, they'll go to that woman and ask her for some, but they won't go to God. Now, you coming to me for help, I'm going to feel some kind of way. I'm just telling you. Now, on simple things, yeah. Hey, how I iron this shirt? I want to iron my own shirt. I want to learn how to iron it. But come in here with me and make sure I'm not going to burn it or put too much starch on it or something like that. That's simple. But for serious stuff, he going to God. He's not coming to you because he's going to look like a wimp in front of you. He don't want to do that. Now, if God speaks to his heart and come up strongly in his spirit, go ask your wife. She know a few things about this situation. Then he'll come in there and you feel in some kind of way now because he's a man, but he's going to go ahead and put it out there for you and y'all work it out together. And you're going to treat him like he's the king of the world. And you're going to have yet the most of respect for him because that's not his M.O. That's not his. He don't come like that all the time. Tell him, uh, I don't know what to do about the car payment. I can't make it. That's not him. He invested in something to get more, and it's going to take longer for the return of the investment so this month, he didn't know he could call the car people and set that payment either to the back end or pay the payment later in the month. Big ticket item. When men came to Jesus, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. All over it. All over it, I'm going ahead of myself, but I can't help myself. The men, they're doing the same thing, but they're expecting a you know, different result. Some men don't ask the woman uh, to be his lady and to grow to see if it would become his fiance or if one day they'll get married. He, he don't go there. He just starts doing stuff. He, he might ask her out. And then sometimes he don't ask her out. He want to come to her house all the time because he don't have one. He's still living with his parents. So he want to come to her house all the time. Doing the same thing, expecting different results. It won't work. If you want new results, you want something different, you got to do something different. 
When I wanted more time for Jesus in the morning, my budget didn't say I had it. But I went to the Lord and he created something so that I could have more time. But I had to do something different to get it. I hope you don't feel that I'm arrogant and I'm prideful and I think I'm a leader of men and I I hope they don't think like that. But everything I have, I had to go to God for it. Everything I need, everything I want, I go to him for it. And that's what women do. And men are not willing to do that and they don't study women. Study your wife. Watch your wife. Sit down with her. And see what makes her tick. Men are different. We're not like men. Men are different. They're not like women. Same thing with women. See, women are watch your watch their husband. Many times they try to talk to him so they can learn more, and he shut them down. I don't want to talk. You talk too much. Doing the same. Thing, but now he expects a different result out of her. He expects for her to love him more. Just, no, 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 sir, you're pushing me back from you because I'm getting to see you a silly man. I'm trying to learn about you so I can do more to bless you. I'm trying to learn about you so we can keep our marriage, our relationship tight. If you respect me, we going to God together. They want the power with a little boy mentality. How is that possible? Your wife is educated, you uneducated. Your wife is educated, but you refuse to go and get anything, even a little associate's degree. You, You refuse to even go and get an adult basic education. She's working with you. And you don't you 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 didn't even finish the twelfth grade. You didn't finish the tenth grade. She she's working with you and she's become even more educated, but you won't even go in because you can't read, you can't think, you don't really know how the professional world works or the business world works or billing world works and refuse to go and get something to help you. You want her to do it all, but you the big man. I'm the man of my house. She don't tell me what to do. Silly little boy. That's what that is. Because even though he rough, rugged, and real, he's going to listen to that wife. Because what he realized, women are smarter than men. And there's nothing off men other than women go get and learn and change and find out what they need and what they need to do so that they can have better and do better. A lot of men don't even go to the doctor. I've seen wives beg their husband. He said, right here, right here, uh, 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 under my side, right down here is hurt. She said, you need to go have that. Oh, it'll be all right. I'm going to just take an alcohol so that's probably gas. No, that's something else. You're getting older. And for some reason, a lot of men, they, they like to run around with all these women. In their prime, they, they, in their younger days, they're doing all this stuff. They done had some good women, and they let them women that love them go to get the ones who don't care nothing about them. 
Then when they get older, they want to go back to that woman. They done figured out who loved him. But he broke down now. He's sick. He crippled. He can't have walk. He got too many medical appointments. He taking all these pills. <clears throat> but he thinks she wants him. No, 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 no. The woman of God, but she don't want you. But she loves, like God says, even her enemy. And so she'll deal with you from the love and the heart of God. But she don't want you. Now there's no kind of man for her in no kind of way. Hug you bump your head. You got life in a ditch. You got life in a bubble gun. No, no, sir. I'm doing good. I may have a few aches and pains, some things maybe done went on with me, but guess what? I'm doing good. God done raised me up. God done fixed me. He done gave me more. He done increased my knowledge in scripture. He done increased my prayer life. He blessed me to get there. My faith has increased. I trust him more. And you come and broke down and you still have not surrendered to God. I don't think so. Goodbye. Have a nice life, and I will be praying for you, and I will put you, will put you on the prayer list. But I'm not going to let nothing separate me from the love. And if I let you in my life in that way, I will be separated from the love of God because, see, you're going to make the old barber come up. So why go through that? Why even give the old man a chance? Women are smarter than men, I promise you. So look, men refuse to study women, learn. No, they come to the woman for what they, what men should have. If she's educated, he should become educated. If she got this going on, he should have that going on. And if he don't and he come to her, he's coming at her, what I'm going to get that going on. Because I didn't come to use you. I didn't come to take nothing from a woman. But I love you. I care for you a lot. And I don't, I, I don't want to be without you. But I, I, I need you to give me a chance. And I'm coming up. I've seen it happen. But when they don't change. And they keep uh, depending on the woman. Keep taking from her. Some of them credit so bad. that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And we ain't going on credit, we going on God. We know God can give things no matter what the credit score is. He did it for me, he'll do it for you, but you're not coming to God. You're doing the same thing and expecting different results. It won't work. But he come to her for what he should have, the house, the car, the necessities, the, the clout on the job, the 401k on the job. Some of them switch jobs like they switch gears in a car. Some of them switch jobs faster than you shift gears. They don't have no retirement. They don't have nothing. God is willing. God will give all that to you because it does matter. Because you must live. They see women as a bunch of cattle, and they the cattle drivers. Internet, open it up wide for them. They can have the one with the blonde hair, the red hair, the brown hair, the black hair, the blonde hair, the this hair. She got these kind of eyelashes. Her eyes slant. Her eyes shaped. All this foolishness. 
she thicker than most. Her real bigger. She got bigger boobs. All this old nonsense. Women are smarter than men. He's looking at the outer appearance, but he never considered her mind. The only time he considered her mind when he's in a situation and he can't help himself, then he'll say, well, let me ask her about this. I'm talking about even in marriage, and I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about church-going folks. Folks say they followers of Christ. They're Christians. they believers. they deacons. they 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 deaconesses in the church. they ministers. they they, they serve on the usher board. Yeah, that's their behavior. But there should have been a great change. But once you got the great change, you didn't follow it. You you didn't stay with God. You didn't seek him or his word or open up your prayer closet. You went to church out of duty. You followed the pastor. I'm talking about men now. Followed the pastor and whatever the church had going on. Some of them preaching. I'm just telling you. Some of them leading folks. I'm just telling you. Many times what the man knows, he just so happened to stumble upon it. Now, you think I'm playing. He didn't seek after that to, to, to get wisdom, to get understanding, to get knowledge. He heard it, and he said, oh, and he listened more, and he learned. But what he should be not stumbling upon, he don't seek after that because he wanted to just fall in his lap. It won't happen. He uses the excuse he didn't have a father, a man to teach him, but there's no excuse. There are many grown men with grown men age that's doing grown men things, never saw their daddy, never knew his name, really. Grown up, and they saw another man. It might have been the man who owned a shop three streets over. It, it might have been a man on the job where he worked, but he saw this man had it going on, so he, and this man went to church every Sunday, and he ministered on the job, and he was always talking about the Lord, and on his lunch break, he had his Bible. They won't go and talk to him. They'll get with the rest of the gang and pick at him, but that's a real man who can teach you real manly skills. So there's no excuse. It's choices. And it's the choice you made not to become a man, but to follow the world. There's no excuse. Because look, even if you couldn't find a man to teach you to be a man, how about following Jesus? See what he did. See what he done. How he treated others, women and children. See what he said about how you are supposed to treat your wife. How are you supposed to behave when you're considering a woman's company? Not not considering to have sex with her, because if you're not married, that's what it's going to be. But if you're married, it should be lovemaking, because you're always building in a marriage. But in marriage, not all they have sometimes is sex. The woman, oh, my goodness. Anyway, when men came to Jesus, just like men today, they really needed something. I'm t when I look at that man who came because of, he thought his daughter was dead or his daughter was dead, boy, look at here. 
But after that, I don't hear that he was one of them 12. I didn't hear that. Women, we meet Jesus, we follow and stay. If you look at Mary, if you look at Martha, if you look at Esther, even old Sarah, if you look at Vesta, Vesta was the queen of a king of Hashemus. And he wanted Vesta to come in and dance all exotic and sexually before his friends, you know, them high up folk. She wouldn't do it. They recommend he got got to get a new wife, a young virgin girl. But even best I, best I learned a lesson, and she went on. Lydia, Priscilla, all these women, Apostle Paul was around, and they were taught some things. The mother-in-law of Peter. It didn't really mention Peter's wife, but it mentioned Rhoda, and it mentioned his mother-in-law, who was sick and had the fever and was healed. Women that are smart, we hang close to Jesus because we need him. A man told me one day, he said, uh, I said, well, how you perceive? He said, you're, oh, you're a real smart woman. Yeah, you real, real smart, Barbara. I say, is it because I don't fool with? He said, yeah, it's because you don't, you don't fool with no count men, and you stay in your lane, you stay to yourself, you friendly, you funny, and you're not out here looking for a man. But Barbara, you looking in places where folks need Jesus. You hear that? And that made me do it even more. That made me look for those that are lost. That made me want to bless folks with Jesus the more. Yeah. So if they look at Jesus, he can help them to be men. He, he can help them. Because, see, you got some men. I, I, I saw another thing. That was this morning. Well, this man was cussing his mother-in-law out to to tell her this his house, and she just can't come over there and come in his house and take over his house. And he told her, this my house. And then he realized what he said. Then he tried to clean it up. This, uh, your daughter and my house. No, it's your house. My daughter just lived there. But had it been me and I found out he talked to my mom like that because he is a dumb man. And he he don't have nothing really going for himself, so he want to be in charge because he pays some rent somewhere or some house note somewhere. And I know it's the wife that's keeping it up and keeping things organized, paying bills, you know, on time. I, Silly. Y'all had to pack my stuff and be gone. Poof. Because, see, you, we're not going nowhere. But I would have been so that. We ain't going nowhere. Because you, 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 all that man doing the same thing 
expecting the same results and nothing is changing. And you want me to do, you want my changes because I'm not staying the same and I'm not expecting a different results. I'm doing something to get different results. And that's why you want me to stay because this is your house and you want to feel in charge. And But when you love a woman, that, that's not what you want to do to her. You don't want to rule over her. You want to work with her. You want to love her, show respect, keep her safe, keep her from things that she don't have to be bothered with. She's better able with a clear mind and rested, she's able to take better care of you. Now, these grown women with grown women age, now, I'm not talking about these little girls that got grown women age. Because they on TikTok showing, they uh, uh, they on Facebook, uh, they just clowning. They don't know what to do. But they go to church and still haven't learned the truth. Because after church, after Bible study, they're they not seeking God. You can tell a woman that's seeking God, she, she's not like everybody else. You ain't going to catch in the tight clothes and the celebrities. And See, it's going to be a change. You're going to... My goodness. But we all will have to follow Jesus. And although we may come to him because there's a need, we must stay with him. How do we stay with him? We stay with him praying. We stay with him studying his word. We stay with him obeying his word to the best of our ability. We give him our whole heart. Our life is in him. Because he's the God of our lives. We don't want nothing more than him. We're not taking our eye off him to put our eye in the world. Because as soon as we do, we're going to start feeling some kind of way. Because that old man want to come up and that flesh always desire to be pleased. Yes, sir. and Yes, ma'am. So we need to follow Jesus and stay with him. We need to come to him. Follow him and stay with him. I know again, the world has changed. The people in the world has changed. Time has changed. But God nor his word has changed. It was that way yesterday. It's that way today. And it will be that way forevermore. And if you look back at Jesus, check it out. All the men, all the men. He only chose 12. That was a reason for that. That was a reason he chose those 12, because he could see they wanted to do the same thing, but expect different results. Even later on, more people come to him. I think it was a young man that said, uh, I can't follow you no further. So-and-so died in my family. I, I, I got to go bury them, and when I after I buried him, he said, let the dead bury the dead. <clears throat> Anybody remember that? Yeah. Now, one of them sisters, Martha Mary, said, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He just went on his shoulder. Whether he was there or not, he was able. Lazarus, come forth. Huh? For many, we don't believe all of that, but we go to church. We don't go back in that book and go in there. 
Not just in the book, but we go there. I was there on the day of Pentecost, sitting on the sideline looking. As I'm reading, I could I, I could see from the sideline what was taking place. <laughs> I could see Jesus when he left. And the angels come and say, what y'all looking up in the sky for? <laughs> hey, just the way he went, that's the same way he coming back. He went to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also. He went away. Make it better for us. But before he left, he gave us something. He gave us a comforter. The father said he would leave, send forth a comforter, and he did. Do we have that comforter this morning? Do we truly have the spirit of God living in us? And is that spirit ruling and reigning in your life? Are you obedient to the spirit of God? I love to laugh. Oh, you have no clue. As long as I'm not, you know, picking on nobody and making them hurt in no kind of ways. But some clean laughter I love it. But there comes a time, there's a season for everything. There comes a time to put the laughter aside. It's no longer playtime, Barbara. It's time to live right before God. We still can laugh. We still can have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Sister Jerry and I, we laugh. Irene and I, we laugh. But when it comes to the things of God, I'm real serious. And I'm going to tell you, I have given people what he said over and over, but they forget or they don't want to do it. But they want to come back and they want to associate with me and they want to laugh with me and, and, and they want to visit with me. But you haven't done what he said because if you do what he said, your life is going to be better. And we still can be friends. Matter of fact, we'll be better because we'll truly be sisters and brothers in Christ. Sometimes God speaks to people and they don't, it, it, it's like they don't believe it. I'm going to wait until it happens. And then once it happens, sometimes they'll call me back and say, you said this. I, I had something happen on Saturday. I had told this young lady about three, four years ago that this man was going to marry her. She said, you really think so? I said, I know so. I told her what to tell her best friend, and that, my goodness, I'm Zion. I told him what God gave me, in other words, because it wasn't me. You know that. I can't do nothing without him. It was what he gave me to say. And uh, this like four years ago. May have been five. I don't know. But look what happened. He called me on Saturday to explain to me. He put some things in motion, and within two months, he's going to ask her for her hand in marriage. But he wanted to call me to see what I had to say about it, to see what I saw in the spirit before he does that. He called me, usually when he calls, she right there, but he called me without her being there because he want to know. Men. Boys with men age. 
boys that think they men and they think they should be in charge. But there's a song that come out years ago and he told her, I pay the cost to be the boss. You the boss. Uh, that's what come up right then. Uh. You, you you don't even know how to please your wife. You you don't even know how to treat her. You have no respect for your own wife. So how can you have respect for anybody else and you don't know how to treat the one that's going to die with you? You're supposed to die with her. You're a cheat. You're a cheat. You're a lie. You're a steal. And you think nobody don't know it, so since you don't know, I still should be in control. Of what? You need to go and control your mind, control your thinking, and get yourself something. Seek God with your whole heart so he can turn it all around for you. Because you need it turned around. You need your mind turned in the right direction. I know you go to church. And you get up and clap your hands and yell with everybody else when everybody else is yelling. But guess what? You ain't living none of that the preacher talking. And you're yelling on stuff like this. You're yelling when you talk about what people done done to you. You ain't yelling for Jesus. You ain't yelling because he's living that. You're not yelling because you know that's right. And, Lord, I got to get right with you. No, sir. Now you yelling on stuff when they talking about how people do. When they talk about people can be your enemies, and you yelling and agreeing with all of that, but you never pray for your enemies. You don't love them. You'll kill them if you could. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. That's what God pleased with. But he only chose 12 for a reason. And when I look at the Marys, remember the Marys? When I look at the woman who washed his feet, Washed his feet with her perfume in her hair. Remember the alabaster box? And again, I hope men don't think I'm against them in no way. I love men. I just pray that men come up in God. Pray men see what women see in God and learn what they can get from him. Wisdom, knowledge, and a great understanding. Stop thinking all women want is your money. Women will make their own money. They want you. They want your heart to love them like they love you. They ain't want no money out of you. They'll help you make some money. They'll show you things you didn't even know existed in the world, and it makes money. A lot of women have their own business. They're not after your money. The kind that's after your money is the one that you present yourself to to get them like that, flogging with money, like you got something going on. You come to me telling me, hey, baby, oh, yeah, I, I see this and that, and I can do this, and, you know, I can do that. Now, I'm looking for that out of you. But we get together, you can't even blow up a bubble gum. 
As time go on, you lose your job because you're ignorant on the job. Now you're coming home telling me and want me to be on your side. I, I'm not on your side. Matter of fact, I'm trying to find a way to get out of here, but I love you. And I'm trying to honor God by staying with a dummy. Because you're dumb. When you get something, you don't want to give me nothing. But when you know I got something, you want to come for everything I got. You're a dumb man. Because if I got that, if you work with me, we could have more. Huh? Somebody talked to me this morning. I'm feeling some kind of way about it. If you work with me, we could have more. One man told me, hey, I want to marry you. I said, oh, I said, all right, then, what's going on? He said, girl, you know how much money we can make together? I was like, uh, no, and I didn't think it would be about the money, and if I married you, I would have to care about you, and I don't really know you, and I don't really, and I, and I cut it off because I wanted to tell you, I don't really like you uh, in the way you do things. I, I don't even like the way you approach me <laughs> because you came with the wrong words. You, you didn't even know what to say to me. You know, and, and then say stuff like this here, girl, that gift you got people paid millions of dollars. What? Have you ever heard my show? I, I mean, it ain't my show, but you know, have you ever heard Jesus in the morning? I'm not about money and materialistic things. I want to grow stronger in the Lord. And because I seek him, he gives heart's desire. I might want a truck. I, I might want new furniture. I might want the house painted. You know, I might want the, the not redone or something. He going to do all of that for me. I, I want to snatch the carpet and put hard he's going to do all of that I see it and I don't have to trick nobody to get it I don't have to trick nobody to get it he said that if I would delight myself in him he would give me the desires of my heart he didn't say trick nobody he said all things must work together for my good now that's what he said he said he wouldn't withhold no good thing from me. He said when my ways please him, there's nothing he won't do for me. So why would I come and dishonor God and cause myself more pain than anything else? And I'm not going to follow the world. And I'm not going to follow people in the world. And I'm not going to follow fake church people in the church. That's not me. If you go back years ago, 12 years ago, and listen to things, you'll hear some stuff. You'll even hear about some of these TV evangelists that people finding out about later on because God spoke it for the people's sake because he wanted them to come to him because they were doing what Israel did when they chose Samuel, I mean, chose Saul over God. They chose these people over him. I was hurt, but just like Samuel, he said, Barbara, they didn't choose them over you. They chose them over me. These my people. 
You pray for them and let go. That's all I could do. And even in that, that old man wanted to come up. That old man wanted to come up, honey, and just tell them like it. As the older people back in the day used to say, like it, I-F-E. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that I-F-E? Yeah, they used to say that. That old barber wanted to come up and just show completely out. I mean, and just put that put the scripture to them and then have them on the floor crying. Yeah. And then some of them wasn't going to honor that. What the word said. No, they did it in all. They wasn't studying that. Y'all send me some money. That's what I, I'm into. Y'all take good care of me. But I come out the box knowing this. I didn't. Re- that's why I don't have money like that. I don't need money. I need Jesus. I need the Spirit of the Lord working for me. I need the Word working for me. I need prayer working for me because it will do things money won't. I get prayer requests all the time, even from other countries, for people that got money. Going to the best doctors. Even people that went to the best lawyers. Got more than one attorney. And guess what? Money can't help them end up in jail. Got all that money and guess what? Terminally ill with cancer. Can't be healed. With all that money. Listen. Money won't do it. Yeah. But God can't. But I know who can this morning. God can. Do you believe it today? God can. Yes, he can. So no need in us hustling, trying to get the American dream. Because for the believer, there's no such thing. We should have the dream of heaven. Yeah, what America talking about right here on the earth, oh, it's good. It looks good and sound good and all these type of things, but what we should do is look at heaven. Nobody offer you a mansion you don't have to pay for it, not right here. <laughs> if you get a mansion here, you're going to pay much in the natural for it. But he's talking about a mansion not made by hand. If you get gold floors here, you're going to pay quite a beautiful penny for gold floors. But what he's talking about is gold floors, the streets of gold that you never walked on, and you you don't have to pay a dime. Some people tease, and and, and I laugh, I have laughed, I got to admit, about wearing white on Labor Day. Anybody ever heard that before? And I have laughed about it. Yes, I have now. But he said he was going to give you a gown that's whiter than snow. And you didn't have to worry about what day it was. You could wear it every day. Hallelujah. It represents holiness. It represents being clean. It didn't have nothing to do with Labor Day. But here, this stuff we following in the earth is going to pass away. Some people say, well, I don't want my stuff when I go to heaven. I want my stuff right now. Well, I want mine when I go back with him. 
But this right here is temporary, and it is one day going to pass completely away. God bringing down a new earth and a new heaven, and in that new earth, it's not what we got in this. <laughs> it won't be about no furniture and how you dress and how you getting up looking before up and all that. <laughs> he going to close. He going to have a glorified body. I don't have to open a door to go out the door. Glorified body, I just go through the door. Anybody ever heard of that before? Yeah. I, I, I got folks like Timothy Wright at my part of the mansion, and he playing all my favorite songs. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Same Tim. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Abertina Walker, you know, she she on the other side of the piano. And she gonna up, I'm still here. I made it through, so have you. Been through the fire, been through the flood, but I'm still here. Being kept by love. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine these things. Now that might not be the way it goes. But I can imagine them singing. New songs, new songs of Zion that I just love, I just love. Find that nowhere on the earth. Tim gone and Albertina gone. They went to take their rest until he called their name. But one day, hallelujah, I'll get to see him. One day, I'll get to see him for who he really is. I'll be able to sit down and talk with him. Not not about my troubles and how I got over. He know how I got over because he brought me over. Yeah. My soul won't have to look back and wonder. I already know. It was him that made a way. <laughs> it was him that bl- called me blameless before his throne. Yeah. I may have did some wrong, but he forgave me, and now he can call me blameless before his throne. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, I, I had a couple of more uh, that I wanted you to hear, but I didn't quite get to them. And, uh, well, let's see. Let, let's look at this one right quickly. It, 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 we we, we want to learn, men, to walk with God. We don't want to walk with our wallets, with your wallets, because I don't have no wallet like that. Men have wallets. You, you, you don't want to walk according to your wallet. You're trying to bring women in because you're showing them money. Uh, you're getting a fancy car because you think it'll draw women. Uh, you went and got that apartment or house because you think women going to flip over it. You're making six figures on your job and you want certain women to know it because you're going to pull the wrong ones. They'll never love you, love you. And if you lose anything you got, they are out of there. On to the next one, baby. On to the next one. Ephesians 4 and 17 says this. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Did anybody here this morning, 
Thus I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth will from now on walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Men, please stop looking at women any kind of way and choosing them because of the way they shave and the way they look. Stop all of that. Because all you're doing is drawing them spirits to you. And then you you know who you are. You know you're no good. You know ain't no good in you. And you're drawing innocent women ain't never did anything to you to mess them up. You find out you really don't want them, but you don't want nobody else to have them. Stop it, I say. God is not asleep. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I'm just telling you, in your old age, you're going to pay for it. Boy, men, you're going to pay for it. Boys with the age of a man haven't grown into manhood, but think he is. Listen, stop it. You're going to pay for it. And every woman you lay with, you're married to her. So if in this country you ain't supposed to have all them many wives, how about before God, you know you're not supposed to have them many wives. He said, don't let fornication, whether you're saved or not, don't let it be once named among Cut it out. Give your body to the Lord. Give your mind and your heart to the Lord. I'm just telling you some good stuff going to help you this morning. Another thing, men, stop showing your weakness asking women for money. Stop that. It don't make you look good. It don't make you look responsible. You over 35 and I hear... Uh, and asking women for stuff, Mm-mm. that's not. A, I know the mother women did it for you, so you think all women will do it. Matter of fact, stop even asking your mama for money here. Bless her heart and all the parts, because she needs her money for herself. Because you're not coming there giving enough. The only way she gets some money out of you, she have to force it. If I don't get something out of you, you have to find you somewhere else to go. And sometimes they rather find them somewhere else to go. Then to stay there and help the one who's been there helping them the whole time. I'm just telling you the truth about these, these boy men. <laughs> they boys, but they think they men. Let me tell you, grown people take care of themselves. Now, that's what they do. Yeah. I I, I bought a truck, and I, I couldn't look for no man to pay my, my truck note. That was crazy. God gave it to me. I looked to him to pay it, and he did. Paid it all. Woo! I was so happy. Yeah. Jesus in the morning radio. It belonged to God. I, I can't look the man to take care of it. I look to God to take care of it. He's able. And I'm not into all the materialistic hype and all that going to pass away. I know you don't think so because it's been here ever since you've been here. And it looks like it's getting better. And you got to be with the new wave, new new age stuff, you know, whatever hip, whatever new. You got to have it. Some things I agree with getting. Some changes are good, but not all changes. I appreciate the way they got that YouTube on the TV. Boy, look at here. I hear that G. Patterson. He bringing it some morning. <laughs> I go back and get some of Terry K. Anderson's stuff, and boy, he just showing out for no apparent reason, but back over there at Lily Grove. 
There are a few more I listen to. One, they setting the record straight. Some of them gospel songs, I find old gospel songs on there. It just set just right with my heart, my mind, my spirit. It just set right for me. It just makes me feel like a better person in God. Some prayers and things I hear over there, some messages I hear over there, it makes me go back to God and repent. And that's what the word's supposed to do. If that word don't convict you, check yourself. Go back to the altar and make sure you got what you thought you got the first time. So that's why the word come to straighten us out and to keep us on the straight and narrow. Some people don't want to hear, oh, she fussing, or oh, them black folks, are, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. But it's going to keep you out of hell. I promise if you obey it, if you listen, take heed and obey, it's going to keep you out of hell. Yeah. Because we belong to him if we obey him. And if we're that church without spot or rancor, we're his. He's going to know us because we're going to look like him. Mm-hmm. We're going to look like him. Spiritually, we are going to look like God. We are going to look like him. But we got our work cut out for us, and we got to do it. I can't talk about it. I got to be about it. Yeah. Talk is cheap. Anybody can talk. But I got to work while this day, night is coming, and I, I won't be able to see. Light shines in darkness, and God bless me to comprehend. He blessed me to know that he so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believe on him won't perish, but have a everlasting life. He loved us this morning. He want our whole heart. He want our attention. He want us to come unto him all that are burdened and heavy laden. He's going to give you rest. Want you to take his yoke upon you, learn of him, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He has something for us this morning if we're willing to come and get it and don't make excuses and stop following the cliques in the church and stop trying to be friends with the world. We come out to the world to tell them of his wondrous works and to make known his deeds among them. We don't come to follow their patterns. We don't come to think like them and to do what they do. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. We are not going to follow them people in the church that's got the world and trying to bring God into the world instead of bringing the world into God. Somebody can say amen, go right there. It's all right this morning. Yeah. Second John 1 and 6 says, and this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Now, that's what John said over in that second writing he was doing in chapter 1 and verse 6. Now, you can hold it against me all you want to. I wasn't there when God inspired man to write it. But again, this morning, I believe it, and I know it to be the truth. Yeah. 
Ooh, ooh. Glory to his majesty. He's all right this morning. <laughs> and he's waiting on us. He, he, he waiting on us. Yes, I said I was going to go back to 12. Listen, and the goal of that land is good. Remember, the name of the first is, is Pison. Uh, that is that is it which compasses the whole land of Havala, uh, where there is gold. That's 11. 12 says, and the gold of that land is good. There is uh, uh, bellium and the onyx stones. And the name of the second river is Gehon. Y'all excuse me. And the same is it that compasses the whole land of, ooh, I want to say it so bad. Ethiopia, thank you, Ethiopia. Y'all know I see the words that I please because some of them look the same, but they're not pronounced the same. 14 says, and the name of the third river is Hedeko, and that is which goes towards the east of Syria, as Syria. Did as I know that word. And the fourth river is Euphrates. 15 says, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And, the, and see, when he made man, he already had a purpose for him. Did you know that? Remember, the God needed water and he needed somebody to tend to God. He already had a purpose for Adam. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. That's verse 16. 17 says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. You weren't talking about a physical death. You were going to die a physical death. You were going to be separated from the one who made the heavens and the earth. You were going to be separated from the one that had all power. 18 says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And out, 19, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. 20 says, and Adam gave names to all the cattle and, the, and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not one that was not found and helped me for him. 21 says, and the Lord God called the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And, and this is another thing. The woman came from the man. How you can't see yourself in all women and just treat them like dogs, just treat them bad. That's why women are on top today. Men have treated them so dirty. Lay with them, have a baby, and act like the baby not his. He'll move from her, but these, these not men. Now, these, these, these them little boy men. These, these just, the, 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 the boy with the man age, because he, he ain't no man. Yeah. Men take care of themselves. Men take care of their responsibility. It may hurt, but he do it. He may have to go without, but he's going to do it. Verse 22 says, 
and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. 23 says, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 24 says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. But you're trying to rule over her. How does one flesh? Now, you're supposed to protect her so she's weaker than you. But to protect her don't mean you got to be her daddy. It don't mean you got to rule and tell her, well, you can't do this. What? Where's the respect in that? That means you, you was a fool because you married a fool. You married her. And if you didn't respect her, you didn't think she was smart, you should have left her where she was. And therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. 25 says, and they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. And see, sometimes the man don't come to that woman back there, to my marrying and it's her. He don't have no intentions. He want to lay in place. Yeah, he want to make you a part-time wife when he's home. And when he ain't, he's he, he free in the street. He's single. So if he deal with another woman, it's nothing you can really say. I'm not married to you. Yeah. Silly women. Silly women that will live with a man won't won't demand nothing out of him. Talking about what he said. Y'all been seeing each other three months. He ain't talked about no plans yet. What his plans are. You don't know none of that. You hoping. Well, I can't hope. I need to know. And if you can't tell me, I need to go. That's all. You can't tell me knowing you want to know about me and what's going on. If I can't know, then I need to go. Yeah. Back in the day, look here. Joe Tech said this. You better hold on to her. He said you better have to hold on to, hold on to what you got. He said, because, see, you'll throw her out in the street, and then you'll see some man I have her before you can count. One, two, three. He said, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yeah. So men want to play with it. Yeah, they do. Look at my daughter-in-law showing out. Yeah, men want to play with it. I can't do it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Even the world come to conclusion. The girl Beyonce said, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. If it was all of that to you and you're jealous and uh, uh, you want to uh, fight the next man, talk bad, uh, then you should have put a ring on it. I would have to respect you because then you would be my husband. It, 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 it was, our relationship would be of quality. We've done the right thing. And you got women uh, 
Don't marry the man. Don't 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 put no demands on him to be married, and still over there playing house with him. If something happened to the, him, you don't get nothing. You 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 can't even look here. Do the right thing this morning, saints, because they, 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 only ain'ts do that right there. People that are not saints do the right thing this morning. And women, if you get the warning sign, stop going ahead. Over heels right on into it. Because later on, you're going to be at the altar crying. If it's on the side of your, your prayer closet, you're going to be crying. You're going to be going to other people, telling other people, can you pray for me? Because he, he over there kicking holes in me. Huh? <laughs> you married him. You got the warning signs, but you went on in there anyway. You got too much out here now. The only man I can follow is a true man of God, and I'm going to know if he's a true man of God. His actions prove everything. And it's nothing fake. It's genuine. See, I told God what I needed. It has not come. I don't know if this can ever come. But a man with patience, and he loves you, and every time he sees you, you see he's so excited, he can't hold himself together. Often as he can see you, that's what he want to do. And when y'all get together, y'all have the best prayer, the best Bible study. He tell you about something new in the Bible that you knew, but you didn't know. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. That's all I can say this morning. So I'm hoping that it's blessed today and not hinder and not hurt. And the only person going to have a problem with it is the boy with the man age because he'll never understand. And he'll see me as a bad person. But he see all women, if I'm honest, as a bad person. Okay, God bless you, Sion. God bless you. Yeah. He was he see every woman as a bad person. He can never think nothing positive about her unless she's doing everything that he wants done. It's never about pleasing her. It's always about him being pleased. And if he starts to please her more than he did please himself. Believe me, he cheating. Believe me, something else is taking up his time. Something else holding his interest, and he come over there with her and, and play a game. I'm just telling you what I know, not what somebody told me. I've been out here 65 years. Yeah, I've been with a couple of men. Yeah, I know some things. I'm watching the day, and what I see today, no way, Jose, as they say. No way. God wouldn't put me in situations like that. Now, I could put myself in there, 
when I see it, and then I get on over in their head first. Warning comes without, I mean, before destruction. And a lot of times the warning comes, but the woman thinks she can change him. You can't even change yourself. I know you can't change no man. Silly women. Be careful. Be careful. Watch as well as pray. Don't be so gullible, so needy, and so anxious that you're just running into everything. I heard the woman say, don't go through your husband's phone because you're just causing pain on yourself. What? You're going to mess up your happy home. Are you a fool? If he respect me like I respect him, I can go through his phone anytime. When he lay it down, he ain't watching no phone. There's nothing in there I can't see. Why? He respect me. He loves me. Yeah. Even in the world. Even worldly people. But they can't do that. Yeah, because they hiding something. The preacher told me yesterday, so oh, it ain't easy now. It ain't easy for a man. Oh, I could imagine. If he don't have Jesus in his heart and he's not walking according to the word and he don't desire to stay right, it's not easy for him. But if he desire to stay right and not cheat on his wife, not be with a woman he's not married to, ain't nothing going to turn his head like that. You saved, sanctified, filled with his spirit, ain't nothing turning your head. Because you already know what that is. You know, oh, no. I couldn't take that home to mama. And I, I, I couldn't let the, the church know I'm dealing with this kind of woman. So if you can't let everybody know about her, why you think you're hiding when God know it all? Now, he's truly the one that's going to judge you. Irene said, God inspired. All things are possible if we believe. Amen. Love and respect go hand in hand. A- Amen, Irene. Amen. Yeah. So look, God is faithful today. And we want to do his will. Run this race until he called our name and beckoned for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got your sister, Dr. Goodman. And uh, we coming at you. We coming at you shortly. And we're going to pray for you this morning. I sure am disturbed. I could not get that one named Lua in here today. But it's already all right this morning. Let me try it again. Nope. It's already all right in Jesus' name. And maybe Blog Talk doing something with it. Listen, um, good morning to you, Pastor David. God bless you. Uh, maybe after the show, we can uh, hook that machine up. Yeah. Uh, or maybe when, when Sion get off, when Sion get off, if you're not busy, when she get off, we can three-way. And uh, she may be able to break some things down to me, too. I don't want to sound slow over here. <laughs> but this is new for me. And I, I want to get done, I better be like, uh, I could have did that. But, yeah, I need to help Pastor David, and we're going on in Jesus' name. So, listen, I have a, a, a testimony I want you to hear this morning. And um, wait a minute. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with uh, a, another 
song request. And that studio will still be open. It'll be open. God bless you. Let's take a listen. Wow. Y'all, please forgive me. Wait a minute. Here it is. Zechariah. He was a nice person. He was a decent person. He was very smart. He was the only Christian in the whole of the school. And I hated him. And because I thought as a Muslim, I must be better than him. But he was better than I. We start to beat him every single day that we come to school. And we agreed on that night, we need to kill him. It was dark, it was uh, cold, and we went ahead of him. And we were five of us. We climbed a tree and we waited there. And from far away, we saw that a torch coming. And the light became bigger and bigger as it approaches us. And the minute that he just went under the tree, we jumped at him. He was crying, he was screaming, he was shouting. We broke his arm, we broke his legs, he started to bleed. And because he started to scream and begging for help, I put my hand in his mouth so that no noise will come out of him. Similar when you are slaughtering a sheep, you know, it's just shivering and the others were were beating him. I felt very proud. You were actually doing something for for Allah. You know, you want to please him. And suddenly, he could no longer breathe and we could not hear his voice. We left him in the wood between life and death. We went back 
So you wash yourself and you pray. And Zechariah never came back. I've never seen him again. I was born and raised up in a very, very fanatic Muslim family. When I was a child, my father brought me to a Quran school. I was only eight years old, and my father just dropped me there. They shaved my head. We sat in a circle. The Shaykh sat in the middle of the circle, and he has a very long whip. I was forced to memorize the Quran. Every mistake that you do, this whip will just come right in the middle of your head. You're not allowed to cry because in our culture they tell you men never cry. I was crying every single night. And they told me you belong to the Islamic Ummah. And that's why you fight for it. You stay loyal to it. I started to hate people, to hate everybody was not a Muslim and I especially used to hate the Jews so I was preparing myself to go and fight for Allah in the jihad but every night I went to bed and when we put the light off I did not know what will happen with me if I die my cousin was severely sick and the doctors they said he's going to die they gave him only a couple of days. And when they came to people, they were Coptic Christians. And one of them wanted to greet me. And then I saw he had a cross. And then I pulled my hand back. I said, well, I'm not going to touch a hand with a cross. And then he said to me, we hear that this child is sick. We would like to pray for him. And only out of politeness, I told them, okay. And they started to speak to God like a person that he speaks to his friend. They said, God, please heal this child. The minute that they said, Amen, this child opened his eyes for the first time in four weeks. He started to move his hands. He started to speak. He sat down in his bed and he started to walk. And one of those two persons who prayed sat down with me and he said to me you know what the real miracle is that God wants to change your heart do you believe that Yeshua is alive and I told him yeah because according to the Islamic tradition God took him to heaven and he's alive and he will come back one day and he said to me because he's alive you can speak to him that changed my entire life. And when I started to read the scripture, nobody needed to convince me to love the Jewish people. The only way for Muslims to start to love the Jews is when they meet Yeshua. I loved my family. I loved my father. I loved my mother and I loved my community. And when I decided to follow Yeshua, my grandfather and my father said to me, you are no longer one of us. They made a funeral. They invited friends and family. They brought a coffin to the cemetery and they said, our son is dead. To be declared dead with no family. I said to God, where are you? 
I hear this voice. And this voice told me, you know that the grave where your name is written, you know that grave is empty. And guess what? My grave is also empty. I went to Egypt for the first time after many years. And I was in a pastoral conference. And one of the Sudanese pastors came to me, it's an elderly man, gray hair, started to speak to me and he asked me, where did you come from? I told him my story. He started to cry. And then I asked him, why are you crying? And he said to me, do you remember me? My name is Zachariah. And suddenly, I remembered him. The last time I saw him, it was in that dark night. I could hear suddenly the way that he was screaming, even though that was 25 years. Suddenly I started to see his broken arm and broken legs. I started to see the scars which I caused him. I started to be full of shame. I was a bad person, yeah. I was terrible. So Zachariah looked me straight into the eye again and he said to me, Answer, yes, because you hated me so much. I was always praying for you. He opened his Bible, and the minute he opened his Bible, I saw that my name was written in the first page. I hated him, he prayed for me. On that day, God confronted me. He said to me, even before you start to think about me, I was thinking about you. To love those who hate you, you need someone whose name is Yeshua. Amen. Amen. What a testimony. Did you hear that? They thought they had killed him and come to find out he lived. And this one got a chance to call him the, the maybe murderer. Got a chance to see this man again and found out the man was praying for him every day. He didn't hate him. He forgave him. Because we know they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, we know it. I'm working on some things within myself right now. I'm telling you now, because that old man make you want to hate them. The old man make you want to come against them. And they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Shante even reminded me, Mama, remember when Jesus was on the cross? He said, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. But at that moment, I was upset. I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, I wanted to hear what can, what can I do to punish him? Yeah. You got anything going on this time? In that kitchen. Okay. And in my bedroom. What is it? So look, uh, I, I didn't want to hear that. Y'all forgive me. That's the pest control guy, Gary. 
Uh, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to hear, uh, yeah, doggy, mama, uh, do this, mama, do that. Yeah, uh, when he called, don't answer the phone, mama. Yeah, just get just everything down and take a trip. Yeah, and the person needs me. You see, that old man want to come up and show out. I just wasn't going to be able to do it. So I had to talk to the Lord about all this. He said, love your enemies. And those that don't know no better, you got to love them too. Hallelujah. Listen, okay, all right. All right, Jerry, I'm bringing you in right now. Good morning, God bless you. How are you? <clears throat> Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Won't complain. Well, Sister Barbara, I, I want to piggyback on confessing is good for the soul. Sister Barbara, I confess, for I have sinned, knowing and unknowing. I have done things knowing and unknowing. I'm right there with you with that gossip. It's so easy to just get zapped in. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for me to get off track. Like I told you, I said, Sister Barbara, I got to start getting serious because I'm ADHD and I get off track. But we're in straight. A prayer is needed. Mm-hmm. I, too, have, I owe you an apology. I know we laugh about it now, but you ain't got nothing. No, that, that, that was not nice. That was not your hair that wouldn't fit in the little old rubber band. That was my werewolf hair that wouldn't fit in the rubber band. So I am truly sorry. I know I didn't hurt your feelings because we laugh about everything. But I am truly sorry that speak ill of anybody. You're not about nothing. That's what not Jesus say. I wouldn't have told myself I'm not about nothing. You cannot make something happen that can happen, and it's not the other person's fault. Look to the hills from which I help coming from. Ask God to calm down this this hair that won't side of the barrette. Ask God to forgive us and have more patience. I turned my phone off this weekend except for Bob because I wanted to laugh and have fun. But I had downhearted friends that needed me to play with them. And I did other mean things. I put, I filled my mailbox up so they wouldn't even be able to leave me a message. This morning she texted me and she said, Jerry, I really need you more than anything. I felt bad after listening to you this morning. That was a sin because when we call on Jesus, he stops and listens. If we say we in this thing for God, then be in it all the way. You can't just be in it when you want to be in it. So what is someone calling you this time of morning? I don't care you can up this weekend, I'm dedicating myself to my house. I'm cleaning up. I'm not taking calls. Well, that is not of God. God has put us here because he needs us to help his people, because people like the knowledge. 
We perish for the lack of knowledge. You made it clear to us about what men, what real men do, what real women do. We don't have to put on our high skates, our hipped up skirts, because we have to hold the bottom of them so it won't show our underwear. We don't have to be all that. We're losing value in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Just to show some man, here I am, I'm available. But then when he starts treating you like you're available, you don't like it. We gave him the impression that's who we were. Well, Jim, we were hooked along. Jim, I want to tell you about this. I'm still going to laugh now. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, yeah, Baba, I'm a laugh. I'm a laugh. Look, I didn't didn't take it. I didn't take it. There's time and a place for it. Well, that's true. I'm going to take it. I'm going to tell you how I took it. I did not take it in that way that it was mean or harmful. That's not the way I took it. I took it as a good laugh because there was nothing. I didn't see anything bad. I couldn't get it in the ponytail holder. I couldn't get the hat in the ponytail holder, and the lady behind me gave gave me a ponytail holder. So I I didn't take that as bad, Jerry. I'm good. I know, and and I should have been grateful. I should have told that lady behind me, "Thank you." I'm angry because the hair still didn't fit in that. Well, I didn't think you were angry. And Bobby, Calvin over there laughing at me. The lady in the back laughing like she got a wolf pack on. Get this tiny rubber band around all that? Really? Well, it did it, Jerry. It got around it. And I, I didn't see nothing wrong. I, I'm, I'm telling you. No, you always laugh at me because you know I'm crazy. But those people in the in the DMV, they didn't know I was crazy, but that lady laughed at me. Calvin yeah. bust out laughing so hard, he had to almost come over out the chair. And you said, okay, okay. But then that night I went home and I said, Lord, I got to repent. Well, Jerry, this is what I knew. This is what I knew. Uh-huh. I knew that your day would come. <laughs> and I knew that I would be able to tell you something. You know, Jerry, you ain't bad you enough. You did. You did. I said, Bob, touchy, touchy, touchy. You looked at me you said, Jerry, I said, well, you ain't bad nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because you have to sometimes teach your words. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I just took it as a running laughter. I, I didn't oh, take it as you were serious. That was not intentionally mean. That was something that I was like, if Barbara can't do it, it can't get done. My sister, you okay, get the red wolf in the barrack? But see, like you said, patience, patience. See that you didn't have patience. I thought you, you know, it wasn't no big deal. But it's all right today, Jerry. In Jesus' name, I appreciate you apologizing for what I didn't even know was nothing because it ain't nothing. And we yeah, moving on. Yeah, we're moving on in Jesus' name. I'm still laughing because that's what I, I like to do. You know, Barbara, when I was little, every day I had to see the administrator. You have told me over and over how to pray. But one day you got real serious with me. Then I went, oh, I got it now. I think if the school administrator would have got real serious with me and said all that spending, I I would got it then. But they thought beating, 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 
But when you said to Gary, people are out there desperately need a book, what are you doing? I knew the administrator was upset with me. I got myself together and I said, I'll start praying the right way and stop all this craziness because I don't want to lose my friend Barbara. So I started focusing on praying the right way at night because we are all in desperate of God's help. And Barbara, I don't want to embarrass you by getting on this show telling them stupid jokes. I'm not trying to just disrespect the show by no means. But I am a retarded child. You have to yeah. work with me. Jerry, yeah. listen. Yeah. I am yeah. working with that's how you learn it. I, I am working with Jerry Cloud. I work yeah, with Jerry with the, with the prayer club. Did I not work with you in the prayer club, Jerry? Yes, I got it. You didn't have to spank me either. Okay. So now. You might have took some dessert from me, but you didn't have to spank me. Well, good. Now, all we got to do now is just keep working at it. I, I See, I don't see it the way you see it. Now, you even if you meant it for harm, I really don't oh, see it. Oh, no. Oh, no, you're my best friend. I ain't mean that for harm. I mean it in a way that, Father, you ain't got nothing. You can do this. Get up and push this hair in here. You had girls. I never had a girl in my life. I didn't know what to do no girl. Well, if you would have gave me a few, if Jerry Crowd would have calmed down and had some patience, she had a beautiful ponytail, but she was in a rush. She wanted me to just get up and do it, just bam. And the hair was woolly. I couldn't just do it like that. And I had the hair been permed or straightened. Yeah, but that was all your natural hair, Jerry. That was a lot of hair to put up in, in something now. So just have a little patience, and uh, you're going to be all but right. I wanted my hair to be like your hair. It was smooth. And the lady had just did my hair the, the night before you saw it. Yeah, well, Jerry, that's natural hair. That's natural hair. And there's nothing you could do about it. And see, I have put some stuff in my hair. You're like another person I know. Barbara, why your hair? Well, my hair is like this because I work it. I put stuff in it. And I, I to make it, a, oh, you got deep curls. No, I got coils. I don't have curls. But I put gels and, 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 and I wash it with certain things and, you know, and and that that's how it's easy to manage. I plait it up. Yeah. So it's, well, I don't it's know no, how to do all that. Okay. See? And there's no harm done. No harm done at all. So we good. Well, I so love I, you, Barbara Jean Pittman. I know a general Please crowd. continue to take me to the administrator. Because <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> Oh, you need to every day. And then she'd tell me, yes. you weren't supposed to laugh like that. Yes. Yes, I was. And she need to go to that administrator every day when I take you to the Lord these days. And God has brought you a mighty And I thank God for it. So listen, I'm oh, going yes. to pray out because I have, we want to pray for Sister Darcy Goodman this morning. In a sense, yes, I need y'all to help me. Uh,
So look, y'all, um, please lift up Sister Dorothy Goodman this morning before the Lord. And uh, I got a message. She wasn't feeling well. So I want to keep her in prayer. And I know God is He's a healer. If he has done it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no respecter person. I'm not just special that. Yeah, he'll do it for anyone. He loves us all. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Let's pray. And uh, we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. I saw Minister Shonda down there earlier, and I was going to tell I heard from Sister Diane this morning. I hadn't heard from her in a while, but I heard from her personally this morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Lord, I thank you for Jerry. And Father, I ask that you would touch her heart and mind. Heal today, God, her body. You know what she's standing in need of. Move by your spirit for her today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we bring Sister Dorothy Goodman before you this morning. Ask, Lord, that you would touch and heal her body. Raise her up, God. Renew her strength in the name of Jesus. Lord, she's been a wonderful blessing to Freedom Doors and Jesus in the morning. And God, let her labor speak for her. Bring it up for memorial and bless her, Lord. She posts over in prayer club, prayer request club. God, she support Freedom Doors, Jesus in the morning. Anything I ask her, Lord, she do it. Any holiday comes, she bless your servant. So, Father, I ask that you would multiply all of this back to Dr. Goodman in healing, in blessings, in miracles, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, Brother Louis is out today. I ask that you bless him and Sherry this morning in the name of Jesus. Move for them in a mighty way. And, Father, I pray for every caller and every listener. Pray for Sion this morning. Increase, Father. In the name hey, glory in the name of Jesus. Move by your spirit in a mighty way. Mm, in Jesus' name. As we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son Christ Jesus. Bless Sister Rita this morning. Move in a mighty way, O oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, the promises of you are yea and amen. And I ask in this holiday season that, Lord, you would open big doors for her. Show your move, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Pray for Rose Brown that, God, you would move for her, touching heal day. Lord, you know what's best for her. And, God, you know I love wicked, Lord. We go way back. So, Father, move for her in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. Bless Pastor David. God bless his family. I ask that you would lift him up in patience and even give him more love, God. Touch and heal his body. Anything that's not of you coming his way this day, Father, we bind it up and cast it to the pits of hell. In the name of Jesus, we loose your blessings and your miracles upon him today. Today, oh God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Pastor David, I got a feeling everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. I can feel that thing moving for you today. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. Increase, uh, 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 see on increase. And uh, it's already all right in Jesus' name.
Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff going on when the sound was out, and I forgot I had downloaded it into the studio. And if I try to play it from YouTube, you're not going to hear it. So I'm running all around like a squirrely bird, moving stuff because the pest control man come inside. He had been outside spraying. So he come inside to do his job all in the garage and everywhere. And so um, at first I didn't have the door open. I'm trying to run from this side of the house to the other side to the front to try to find out. So I finally found him on the back out there by the way now. And I told him I'm going to leave, you know, the door, front door open. And then I, le- I left it open, but I, I forgot. At first, I didn't tell him, so I went out and tell him that the door was open. Yeah, hallelujah. So we thank God, and uh, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus. Give someone something of quality today. God loves a cheerful giver. And we ask in the Lord to bless our going out, bless our coming in. Father, meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory, by your son, Christ Jesus. I'm about to be blessed. I felt it this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we tell God thank you, and we pray he bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of God upon you today. Again, November 21st, 2022, in Jesus' name. Let's end with this one. Yeah, put your hands together right now. Listen, I don't know where you're listening to this at. Maybe in your car, you're at the crib. Maybe at the mall, the country club, maybe in the hospital. You could even be on lockdown. But I dare you to get this in your spirit, speak to your situation and say, I will. P, can you let him know something? I will bless his holy name, whether in good time, sorrow, sunshine, or in rain. Everything in me will find the reason to bless his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
is inside the dusty frame. We'll bless you. 